Hey guys, it's Bob Parker and Caleb Hawk with another episode of Tell Me Why I Should Care. so a lot of folks are probably wondering you know what does Caleb do you know you know what I do or you think you know what I do which is operate the uh, magnificent dreamland barbecue in downtown Montgomery on 12 West Jefferson Street you know this is our third location in Montgomery not my third but the third location for a dreamland where was the first one at? the first one was on the Atlanta highway next to the IHOP okay and actually not a bad location and um, we could probably tell that story yeah if we wanted, but um, when did we, you take over? So that store was there from 2004 to 2000, uh, the end of 2008. So their fifth year was the end of 2008, and um, not a bad location actually. It just happened that there was a bad operator that was there originally, and then corporate Dreamland had to take back over the store. Gotcha. So they did not open it as a corporate-owned store; it was a franchise. But the franchisee uh, had some issues with an operator partner, and by the time Dreamland got their hands on it, it was too late, and and it was then tainted as a location. Was it uh, because of something he liked on social media? No, there was no social media likes or dislikes. It was more, you know what, 2000, was there even social media in 2004? I don't know. I don't even remember, but obviously no Twitter that, that, was, uh, that I'm aware of, but... No, they just pretty much did the did the worst thing you could ever do as a restaurant. You give bad food and bad service. Yeah, it's not a good thing. No, and so corporate took over, and they tried to fix it, and it was too late. And then, of course, um, what we did is we came in, and they they you know allowed us to move it yeah. to twelve uh, to um, one hundred one Tallapoosa Street mm-hmm. by the alley. And actually, that's good because I want to talk a little bit about downtown today versus downtown in two thousand eight which is when we decided to put it downtown. Um, I met uh, Jerry Kaiser, who is the landlord and eventually partner. And I knew that, um, you know, he had buildings downtown out east. And so I was deciding, do I go out east? Do I go downtown? And we decided on that location because they were building the Renaissance Hotel. The Hampton Inn uh, was about to open. The biscuits were here. Baseball was already here, had been growing, and um, when I when I saw that the RSA was going to spend you know half a billion dollars on the Renaissance uh, and the convention center, I was like, man, I, I've been to other cities where convention centers have restaurants. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't have lots of people come in; they all eat at the convention center. So that's why we decided to go downtown, and then of course the alley became the alley, and then the alley bar opened after us, and then Zaza, and then Wenzel's. And so, you know, looking looking back and looking forward, we are now in the traffic of 08. When I say traffic, I mean downtown traffic, meaning the people that are coming downtown to visit and eat is about the same as it was in 08. The difference is now there's six hotels versus one mm. with two about to open. And there is, I'd say, 12 to 15 restaurants now. And back then there was probably four. 
maybe a little cafe in there. And I'm not talking even up to Scott Street Deli. I'm not counting that as a, I'm talking about right around the convention center. So 11 years ago, you have one hotel with a Hampton and Renaissance about to open. You have Brew Pub, Lex, Choices Chinese, Chris's Hot Dogs. And now you have Dreamland, Zaza, Wenzel's, Mellow Mushroom, Central, Irish Bread Pub, Central, Tap Room, um, the Pizza, the um, Bib Street Pizza. Mm. You've got uh, DeRoe, Janet at DeRoe. You've got, uh, let's see, you've got Island Delight. Did you, you say Tower Tap Room already? Yeah, Tower Tap Room. Yeah. You've got Island Delight. You've got um, Kukos. Cahaba House. Cahaba House. Yeah. Can't forget those great folks uh, at Cahaba House. And so... The competition, and, and then Embassy Suites has a restaurant, so does the um, Renaissance. Yeah. So now the competition for a limited number of people has, has started, and it's started, and it's real. It's yeah. not, this is not like, oh, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's, this, it's the winter down season, which is really November. December doesn't count because there's so much going on. It's November, January, February that are our three down months. Yeah. Well, we're about to live that for 10 months. And so it's going to be really, really strange downtown because we lost our tourism with EJI closing. Yeah. That opens on the 15th, but that doesn't mean people are coming. I opened three months ago, but that doesn't mean people came in. I mean, we had a little business, but... um, It's sadly the Hunger Games, pun intended. Well, you know, the problem... The problem is we're all friends downtown. We want each other to succeed. But at the end of the day, (laughs) I don't know that we all will. Right. And it's not that 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 any of us are bad operators. You know, a lot of times, like the original, the Dreamland that was here originally, the guy that had it before corporate took it, he was a bad operator. I mean, maybe not. He had some other restaurants in other places, but at this particular store, he did everything wrong. Bad food, bad management, bad service. These guys downtown, including myself, we've been doing this for 11 years downtown. We're decent operators. I mean, yeah, yeah you can say that, well, you got a lot of business and people traveling and if you screw somebody's meal up they don't live here you know they they're they're going back to new york well that's partly true but your reputation with online google reviews and TripAdvisor and yelp makes or breaks you so we're talking about good to decent operators in good locations in a good a good area and what was the best economy ever are now fighting for survival like that just like that oh yeah i mean three months ago we were looking at our best probably three months ever i mean this hit right in the middle of march april may which are our three busiest months because tourism is so big but and we're all in the same boat none of us are are um, exempt from this insanity and you know obviously if you're a fried chicken restaurant with the drive-thru and you live near you and your your uh, restaurants near people mm-hmm. a la chick-fil-a popeyes zaxby i mean they're killing it their popeye sales were up 40 percent yeah. In May versus last year, 40%. I mean, if you did $2 million, you just basically added a million dollars in revenue. So you went from two to three. A little off on my math there. Get over it. But, <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty close to being a million-dollar increase yeah. in revenue. That's a lot of money. So, uh, well, I can tell you where those sales came from. They came from downtown because there is no sales like that downtown. Yeah. But looking ahead, I think for us downtown, um, March of 2021, the election will be over. And I have been saying since COVID, 
that we are going to see some of the weirdest months we've ever seen. This was back in um, probably April. I realized, okay, election year, what is COVID? This is weird. I've never seen anything like this, obviously. And now we're, let's see, June, July, August, October. We're four months away from an election, four and a half months away of what's probably going to be a very contentious election based on just what you read. Right. It doesn't matter if you're conservative or liberal, Republican, Democrat. We all realize this is going to be pretty crazy. So we're four and a half months away from that. So let's say we get into the election. Well, let's say Trump wins. You think the stuff that happened last time when he won is not going to happen again? You're going to have some, I mean, peaceful protesting, unpeaceful protesting. You're going to have some civil unrest. Yeah. Well, Biden wins. You probably won't have that kind of civil unrest. But I don't think anything normal is going to come back until three or four months after that. You've got to go through Christmas. Hey, let's have some holidays, some family time. Um, hopefully, COVID's gone. So for us downtown, the demographic that visits us and sees the EJI, I'm thinking that their comfort level will be next March. Yeah. That's nine and a half months Yeah, winter. And- and we kind of talked about this before we started recording, but the um, the COVID stuff, they're predicting a, a second wave, and I, I see smirking. I mean, I, who, who who knows? Who is in, You know, first of all, they tell us that we're all going to die, or they don't know, and then people do die, and it's a very contagious, yeah, and and can be very deadly for people that are that are uh, have a propensity towards something like this affecting their body. I've not personally talked to but one person that actually said they were tested positive and had the illness and went through it. It was horrible, and it was the worst flu-like thing they'd ever had on, you know, times 10. Wow. And they said it was horrible. But that's the only person I've actually physically known that told me, yes, I had it, I tested positive, and it was terrible. Yeah. Um, And I'm not saying that doesn't mean it's not prevalent. I just don't know anybody else that has it. Yeah, and I, I agree. Like the scary thing to me isn't the fact that we're dealing with the virus, it's that we're dealing with something that even the World Health Org and the C D C are changing their mind on left and right because they're like, Hey, we don't think this is transmitted like we thought it was and that's a a monthly occurrence, it seems almost. Well then you had some lady from the the WHO yeah. say who? Some lady came on and said it. I'm she not said, saying it. No, w- I don't know her name. WHO. Yeah, right. Thank you. Sorry. Uh-huh. Golly. Wow, that went right over my head. Yes, it did. Okay, <laughs> that bothers me. Um, but she said they don't think it's as, it's transmitted by people that are asymptomatic. And then, of course, they torched her. Yeah. And she stopped saying that. And she, well, she's like, well, what I, I didn't really mean that. What I meant was, don't you love when people do that? But whatever. So, so now we've got that situation where this lady says it doesn't spread by, it's not spread by asymptomatic people. And um, I would agree because I've been around people this whole time. I've never quarantined. I've never worn a mask except when I have to at work. Dreamland Barbecue endorses mask wearing for restaurants. One of our sponsors, Dreamland Barbecue, is an endorser of masks. If you come in Dreamland, we are wearing masks. If we have contact with guests, I'm not personally wearing one typically because I don't talk to guests. I stay. Yeah, you're back. not handling food either. I don't touch food, and I stay behind the counter. And if I have anything, I'm answering the phone and ringing up. But we, our servers wear masks, our cooks wear masks. We're wearing gloves when appropriate. 
all that good stuff. We social distance. I get it. We do all that. But now they're telling us it doesn't spread asymptomatically. It doesn't last on a surface very long. But in that the number end, still goes up. Well, and and well, in these large groups of people that went to the beach after before Memorial Day when they opened the beaches and all these Lake of the Ozarks, everybody's like Lake of the Ozarks. They're all going to die there. There hasn't been a big spike. And then also the CDC or one of the groups said we're okay with large groups of people as long as they're protesting for certain things. But by the way, you can't, you shouldn't be out in large groups otherwise. I mean, think about it. Holiday uh, family reunions, the stuff that happens downtown that brings large groups, family reunions. Believe it or not, there's a lot of family reunions that come through here. A lot of groups that want to see the civil rights exhibits mm -hmm. while they're together as a family. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, we do a lot of catering for them at Gateway Park, in our private event spaces, the tavern station, the portal room. You've got a lot of uh, sports teams. You've got a lot of um, political stuff that comes into downtown. All that's gone. And so COVID itself is um, it's a mystery to me. I don't understand it. Yeah. And before people come here with pitchforks, you're not downplaying the severity of it. You're down. You're you're saying no one knows what this thing is, and no we're just trying to do the best we can. And we and we literally shut our world down for mm -hmm. something we didn't understand. And they they would there's some I don't know who I'm not going to quote a person's name, but they're saying that they would do it again. That they felt like it was the right thing. Yeah. You know, the two weeks turned into turned to six weeks, turned into three months. You know, bend the bend the curve. I, Look, man, I'm just a, it's like when the home building collapse came. I realized, Bob, you are such a small piece of this. Yeah, nobody Clon cares. Colonial Bank goes out of business. Lehman Brothers, which was started in Montgomery, yeah. went out of business. I'm thinking, if those billion-dollar companies go out of business, you're done. And I'm and I'm the same thing now. What's yeah. going to happen to small restaurants? What's going to happen to small businesses? And so, for us, it's a day-to-day -day thing. But, but going back to what you do, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you asked this you question like, like 14 minutes ago. Like Let's that. get into it. So, Caleb Hawk works for CirQuest. Yeah. Now, you're wearing a, a Pink Floyd t-shirt. Right. Which I assume has nothing to do with CirQuest. No. Tell me what CirQuest is. So, uh, CirQuest, um, Hammond Cobb founded it, and basically it was a software platform that we um, help nonprofits get resources and he hired me on to do videos to uh, get people interested in the software. And more and more people kept um, calling for video. And um, now we have a contract with the Chamber, just produced um, a really cool piece for them about Recover Together, um, recovermgm.com. Uh, if you want to help that out, um, people are you know, submitting for loans or grants through that, and you can um, help out. But Where's that money come from? Donations. RecoverMGM.com. You can sit there and donate, and it helps small businesses that are in need. And I produce a video kind of doing a, a really cool history of Montgomery and our people, and i um, super proud of it. But, yeah, I just produce video, and um, recently, you know, when this podcast started, Bob and I talked about doing a – a podcast and I was like why don't we just start a podcast studio uh, underneath the Circus wing and so eventually we're going to have more podcasts that was like five or six months ago we still don't have a studio so hey we're down in the we're, we're down the in the, the porter room at the uh, underneath the station 
at the Dreamland Barbecue studio. So, so tell me this: um, yeah. how can they find that video about the? the uh, if you are on team? Facebook, if you search for Montgomery Area Chamber of Commerce, it's one of their most recent videos. Um, what I did was I took um, footage of places that normally are slammed full of people, and shot video of them empty i got some really cool shots of downtown montgomery that are just no one there no one it looked like 2000 i'm telling you sunday nights and weekends and nights it's are, spooky are, are empty so yeah i took that and then i took some historical footage of um rosa parks mlk um and the wright brothers because we actually have the wright brothers historical uh part because not a lot of people know this but after the wright brothers invented flight human flight they came to montgomery to start uh the nation's first flight school the first civilian flight school insane not a lot and the first paid night flight commercial paid night yeah. flight was here in montgomery so yeah we have such cool history and um i wanted to highlight our cool history um the fact that we Is that had like a capital cool history <laughs> capital cool uh, keep it capital cool, bro. <laughs> so uh i wanted to highlight that and highlight the fact that hey we have been the focus of world-changing events in montgomery alabama and now the fact that the coronavirus has come we're gonna rise above again and be an even better montgomery and I hey the phoenix can't come out of the ash unless it burns up Oh God! Hopefully we don't burn all the way up. Well, but uh, not, that's not as a figurative <laughs> burn up, not literal. Yeah. So, but you can't have that rebirth without something that's else right. going away. Growing hurts. It never fun. Pain comes. Growth comes with pain, and I mean that's one of the things God gave us that gift of discomfort. Yeah. Discomfort makes you uncomfortable, so you stop doing what you're doing and do something else. So I made I made this three minute video that was awesome, and then I had to make a minute and a thirty second. And anybody that's in video knows how hard that is to do because that three minute video is your baby, and you're starting to cut pieces out of it that you don't want to cut out of. But yeah, more people than not don't know anything. About I know, that. and I, I so could, as far as having your baby be a video, that should be tell me why I should care. Yeah. Tell me why I should care about editing, and I I could go all day. Yeah, on see, that's part of the problem is nobody cares. I, I, that's why I could tell you why you should care. But I don't think that's I the name to. of the show. See. <laughs> But I have to actually want to care no, 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 for you no, no. to tell me. What, I'll tell you what, why don't you do this? i got an idea. No, look, we'll do our first YouTube video okay. with you telling me why I should care about that's, editing your that's video. perfect. Let's do a video of, of you telling me, but don't show me because I'll be asleep. So that's one thing me and Bob have a disagreement on is like I'll bring up, hey, we should have this person on, and I'm not going to name any names because he'll reply to me, I don't care about what no i'll do. tell him tell me why i should care and his compelling answer is never compelling enough for me to care it's not my job it's the guest no, no tell me why i should care about that guest before i even hear him talk about absolutely nothing well here's the thing the name of your podcast is tell me why i should care Yeah, but maybe i need to have it where tell me why that i tell you that i cared about something that was an idea because otherwise it's I don't too care. long but i get bored easily and somebody's like oh, you have adhd i really don't i don't have adhd I, what i have is an absolute intolerance of listening to someone <laughs> drone on about something that i don't care about so you do care about call of duty you want to talk about that let's talk about call of duty <laughs> okay because i'm terrible at call of duty <laughs> so, so i just recently found out bob plays call of duty i'm very angry about how bad i am too. it really bothers me you know i'll tell you what 
I will say this. This is one of the problems of this coronavirus. Yeah. Is that there is a... There, there are people that are getting paid. Now, I want oh, everybody to listen to this. Yeah. This is one of the reasons restaurants and businesses are in trouble because there are people that are getting paid 22 bucks an hour, which I'm all for. I, it would be a dream for me. Actually, I'd love to pay everybody 10 bucks an hour and cars cost $5,000 again, you know? But as far as inflation goes, they're making 22 bucks an hour sitting at home doing nothing. And I'm not saying they're all doing nothing. I'm not painting a broad stroke of someone's behavior, but there are a certain segment of people that are getting really good at Call of Duty, and it bothers me because when <laughs> I try to play, I, I, I get killed instantly by these people that are making $22. So basically, we're paying people $22 an hour to stay home and play Call of Duty. So That's a pretty good gig. That pot runs dry here in a couple months, oh, right? Oh, I don't think it will. I think they're going to Emphasis on the word pot. I, I have a... Yes. <laughs> Listen, if you if you were smoking weed before, you're smoking way more now. You're smoking better weed. Yeah, that's true. And you're playing Call of Duty, which means that when you're playing, you're probably in this other plane, this other dimension. And I'm out, I'm down here at the one D. You're at five D, and I'm like, man, I can't even. You zone see in, you. man. So so here's the thing. So people are making twenty two bucks an hour. People are sitting at home or working or whatever they're doing. They may, this is their free time they're playing. Whatever. I'm not judging because I didn't harass my employees to come back. But they're getting better. Yeah. And I'm not good. And what bothers me is I started playing with my kids when they were younger because I grew up in the generation of ColecoVision. Uh, Atari came out. Oh, it's, uh, me too. I mean, it was my parents, but I still played it. That's well, what I, I grew I up on. I had them. So yeah. I was like, I had an Aclique. My parents bought us ColecoVision. I had. Um, and we had an IBM. Um, what was your favorite game on Atari 2600? Because I know that's what you had. Never, that's what... I, no, we played ColecoVision. We stepped okay. above it. Okay. So y'all were playing Atari. We went to ColecoVision, oh. which was supposed to be better. But then Sega came out. So you I, skipped Nintendo. Yeah. I, I skipped. Well, I didn't have that. I had the ColecoVision. But then my parents were like, I'm not buying that. Even though it just came out, I was like, I want the Nintendo. Yeah, you skipped the whole I generation. Didn't get that one. I the little you. box that you opened up the top and slid it in. See, that was. See, my friend Steven had the um, Nintendo. And we would play um, Mario. Mario. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I was terrible at that because I didn't get to play much. But when I when I got older and had kids, I bought um uh, it wasn't a play Xbox. I had an Xbox. Original Xbox. And I had um Now were you the one of the ones the people that hacked your Xbox where you could play old Nintendo games and uh the only thing put, I hack is a dry cough. I can't hack anything. I have no hacking abilities. I, I was I was known around the area as a guy that would hack Xboxes, so people you, would come you, to me. That, I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm looking at my. <laughs> I've got a microphone with one wire. You've got a microphone that's got like a screen and a wire and a computer and so. I've done no, I don't before. hack anything. Right. The yeah. only thing that I hack is is a recipe. I can I can hack a recipe <laughs> that I'm cooking. Right. I can change stuff up. Not baking. Cook. I don't bake. I cook. So, so I'd play, I would play with Andrew, and then I noticed Andrew getting better. Yeah. And next thing you know, I, I have a hard time playing with Andrew, my oldest son. And he is just, because it's just not even fun. So now we've got Warzone, right, where you drop in, yeah. and it's a big world. And I like to scavenge. I find stuff, and I'm, you know, I'm like rooting around, looking for stuff. And then as soon as I meet somebody, I'm dead. Yeah, I, I will say, fair. for the people that have not played... Um, Warzone, what he's referring to is um, the latest Call of Duty just came out with a Battle Royale mode. And what that means is it's a you're dropped in and you parachute in and you have to scavenge for guns. And it's a one life 
thing. So if you die, you are done and unless you go to the gulag, which is a new thing. Um uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a 30% liver. I, I get out of the gulag 30% of the time. And Bob thinks I don't want to play with him because the only time I actually played with him, five minutes into it, he dies. And I, five, after, no, 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 not five minutes. That's not, that's not being there. Two minutes. Five minutes. And then he revives me and I die again. Then he's like, oh, hey, my wife needs me. He's had a baby. I got to go. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait, wait. And then, then he saw me on the other night and he got <laughs> off. Didn't. So you can see who your friends are on. So I, I like to play and I've learned that the only way to get better is to get better guns and to go in these little battles. But it is it is an absolute... And the reason I play games like that and the reason I thought other people played games like that was because they're not real. But now we're seeing things played out where people are jumping on people and pouncing on people and beating up people like it's a game. Look, I don't play golf I don't fish online. I don't play. I don't play golf much I anyway. Don't f- people fish online. Yeah, there's fishing games. There's basketball <laughs> no. and there's soccer and football. There's Madden. Why would I want to play something that I can actually play? I mm. can go outside and Caleb and I can throw football with each other. It probably wouldn't be very pretty because neither one is for very good at throwing football. Of course, he may be like you know Bart Starr at. I don't know, but I can't go out and start shooting people. I can't play Call of Duty in real life. So it's an why, escape. So why would I play that something I can go outside and hit golf balls? That's stupid. So I've always liked <laughs> games like that. Um, but it's not fair that the government is now paying Bank. people $22 an hour to get better at Call of Duty. Well, well I'm not able to play. What's going to make you really sick is they probably use their stimulus check to buy a webcam and a good microphone like the one I'm using. And now they're going to be streaming. I don't blame them. I would and be making too. more. <laughs> so whoa, whoa, whoa! Streamers make a lot of money. I can stream. Oh yeah, myself playing Call of Duty. Yeah. So let me ask you this: So is the Call of Duty they watch, or is the commentary? That they it's hear? a little bit of. Uh, people have asked me that before, but like you could be the best Call of Duty player in the world, and, and nobody's going to watch you, you, you unless you're unless you're a character. So what about if I play and I'm terrible and I just have fun? And I don't. I don't people love man, it. Everybody's cussing. I'm like, I it don't helps. Cuss. It helps if you're a pretty girl. I have noticed that because well, you can't pull that off. I know. Um, well, you could dress up, but that's a whole other yeah, I don't episode. Get into that podcast. Yet. <laughs> but, uh, what, but so wait a minute. So if I played and I make it a joke. Yeah, but, you'd be you could stream it. People would watch it. They probably wouldn't, but you know we could. Try I would watch it. it. We could try it. I mean, It'd be just about as much people watching your video about editing. Yeah, seven. People. There may be. <laughs> hey, look, guys like Josh Moats might watch it. Who's that? Josh Moats. Yeah, we might want to talk to Josh one day about it. I've brought him up before. Well, I would. I like Josh, so I would talk to Josh <laughs> because I like Josh. Not because I mean, Indie Film Labs. Actually, Indie Film Labs is pretty cool. Yeah, he should be a great guest. Maybe we should talk to Josh. There are a couple of folks like Indie Film Labs. You know, you got a couple of local people downtown, but uh, or in town. But yeah, I think let's go with Josh and talk. See what he has. I bet Josh plays Call of Duty. Uh, no, but I tell you what, Josh is really big into it, and that's uh, VR, virtual reality. Why? He doesn't like our reality. He wants <laughs> to do reality. Yeah. Uh, it's. Have you ever done VR? Yeah, it makes me sick. Okay. Uh, Actually, no, I'll take that back. I did it one time. Um, they have it over at Escapology. Yeah. And so I did it one time. Um, TJ was the, he had it set up here. Yeah. 
and they were kind of and I walked and I stepped and I looked out and I was about to step out of a helicopter. It's insane, man. I was like, I'm not doing that. So yeah, I have it at my house as well. Uh, and me and Josh, you have two realities at home. I guess. It's, but one cool thing about virtual reality, um, me and him both have an HTC Vive, so which is a headset, and you can play multiplayer on that. So there's a zombie game that we play, Arizona Sunshine. I saw it. And yeah, and me and him, yeah, you can walk through that world together with your friend. And and, oh man, you guys are so cool. Uh, So like that game's super fun until you get to the cave part, and there's no like you have to use an actual flashlight to see where you're going. And I'm just like, I'm done. You're out. What happens if they show up? You freak out. What happens if somebody actually comes through that reality? What if it becomes real? What if you're like doing some kind of drug and you think it's real and you start killing everybody? Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from that. I don't do drugs either, but I'm gonna stay away from drugs. <laughs> I was too, about to say like the only hey hey kids kids, don't do drugs. Stay in school. That's how you get ahead. Don't do drugs. Stay in school. Get a degree. Don't get a degree. Get a technical degree. Do something. Hey, speaking of that, you know, we got college football coming up. What's you wanna, gonna happen with that? I say let's take a break and get right into it. You want to? Yep. Let's do it. Hey, guys, give our friends over at Mosquito Authority a call at 694-1199. That's uh, 694-1199. If you want to enjoy your yard without the hassle of mosquitoes ruining the fun for you and your family, give them a call, 694-1199. They take great care of you. Hey, and if you get a mosquito in between spring, call them back. It's it's like food at a restaurant. If you don't like your food, don't sit there and, and complain about it to everybody and then go on Facebook and talk about it. Get it fixed. Tell your server, hey, I don't like my plate. Just same thing with these guys. Give them a call back at 694-1199. If, if you see mosquitoes in between sprays, they'll come out and spray again. That's what they do. Great folks. Talk to you soon. Bye. So, college football. So, we, we are obviously in a college football. Roll Tide. War Eagle. <laughs> and, and, I, and I didn't pause to... to I didn't want to say it. I just had I had to recover from that for a minute. It's like using <laughs> profanity on there. Why would you even say that? Well, but so are we going to have it? First of all, are we going to have it? Uh, what's it going to look like? Are they going to let people in the stands? I mean, here's what I'm thinking. Do you have so, season tickets to no, Auburn? No, no, okay. No. I had them. I had them one time. Yeah. I had them one year, and it was horrible because we were in the upper deck. Eesh, yeah. My son Andrew had started as a freshman, so we're like, let's let's go. My wife's an Alabama fan. She's like, you know what? Let's get them. So we went. We had four of us had them, and it was so hot. We were on the stadium. We were on the um, west side of the stadium. The sun is just boiling us. Mm. It was horrible. Yeah. So we we're not we didn't do it again. And um, of course, the year that I had them, I had more offers for here. Here, you want some tickets? I was like, yeah, but I already have tickets, so I gave them away and stuff. But I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I'm in a stand. It's it's a big big fish bowl or soup bowl, right? We're all in there, COVID or not. I guess COVID's a thing still. Yeah. Um, in the fall, but I'm thinking the guy behind me, he's standing up yelling. I've got an open popcorn and an open Coke. Yeah, he's man. just yelling and screaming. Yeah. And I've seen all the videos when anybody talks or coughs, there's stuff spraying all over the room. So I have Alabama season tickets, and the rumor mill now is saying that, hey, what we're going to do is you're going to, Continue to pay your full price for this year's tickets. Absolutely, you are. And then we're going to put everyone's season tickets into a lottery, and you're going to get three games out of your eight. But you will still pay the full price. Yes. And if you don't, then you're out. You're, somebody else will out. pay it. Yeah. And the way they're going to justify that is hey, next year 
you're not going to have to pay full price because you only paid for three games last year. And yeah, I'm okay right. with that. I doubt it. They're going to still stick you for the. You think yeah, so? I don't Absolutely. know, man. Um, it's just like the COVID thing. It sticks on the surface. It doesn't. You can spread it if you're asking. Man, nobody knows what they're going to do. It's a it's a toss up. But how I, long have you had tickets? Uh, this is my third year having season tickets. I was on a waiting list for like 15 years almost at Alabama. Yeah, it's interesting. There's no waiting list at Auburn back then. I wonder why. Yeah. So you win a lot. Waiting list. Okay. Fair enough. So, you had tickets for two, two yeah, y'all, two season tickets. You, yeah, you and I mean, you and your wife would go. Hannah will never go. She's an Auburn fan. She hates it. She's an Auburn fan. Yeah, really. So why would you pick Alabama? Why would I pick Alabama? I mean, why would you not go to Auburn games? Why would you not get some Auburn tickets too? She didn't go to Auburn. Okay, well, I, I went to, to Alabama. I didn't go to Auburn. So, fair enough. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll skip that. So, are we gonna have a season? I think, think so. I don't. I don't think it's COVID gonna look player. anything. Uh, close to normal, though. COVID pl- players are already getting COVID, they say. So uh, Auburn guys. has two uh, players. Alabama has five. So we're winning the COVID more. Roll Tide. Um, I did see a funny tweet the other day. It said, uh, COVID-19, Bama five. <laughs> so let me ask you. That's actually not funny because I'm, I'm an Auburn fan. Anything that has to do with Alabama isn't that amusing to me. But I am my, my, I, I become, I have become more of an Alabama Fan. Appreciator. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I was. Lo- I wish Nick Saban was our coach. I yeah, mean, nothing against Malzahn, but I was. We had won what five championships in ten years or something. I mean, who it's wouldn't? pretty insane. So, so what happens though? You've got Nick Saban who's seventy. Oh yeah, I mean, he's so at risk, he, man. How is he going to be in that crowd? Is he going to have to coach from the stadium? I mean, from the press box with his with his headset on and microphone, like Joe Paterno did. I mean, what, what are we going to do with Nick? I mean, we went. We I got don't a, know, he's man. a national treasure. We can't <laughs> let Nick get sick. Look, if Nick gets sick, we got a problem. Let's yeah. stop Nick from getting sick. So, so football season. <laughs> you know, think about the pageantry, the the Tiger Walk, the, the tradition of Tiger Walk. How amazing it is, and how it just makes y'all's traditions look stupid. Uh, even though you, you know, except for the sixteen national championships. Uh, here, I mean, the rumor mill, like I said, is the uh, lottery thing. I'm still a believer that we're not going to be allowed in the stadiums. It will only be televised. No way. They won't do that. It'll I be think, like a basketball with nobody I, watching. Dude, I think it's going to happen. They canceled that so fast. Did you notice how fast they you notice how fast they canceled basketball? That was weird. Hmm. They had one little thing like, oh, my gosh, like five people have died in the country, and they canceled yeah, it. Yeah, that was bizarro. That. I just, I, I'm, they canceled one game in the middle of halftime. They canceled it. Halftime, done. We're done. Go home. Everybody go home. People may say you're an idiot, but mark my words, I don't think we will have fans at college football games, at least. Well, you already have people that say that, so why not say something else? I mean, I, I don't. I, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have a regular season. They've already said they're going to have a regular season, but they haven't said anything about fans yet. They nothing. NCAA hasn't. So I do think we're going to have fans at some point in the season. So maybe we can have a virtual reality of fans. You guys, that's like possible. Our guys could actually we could watch a game, and they could actually take. <laughs> yeah. Think about this for now. This is scary. The NBA Finals did that. No, think about this. This gets weirder. Yeah, they take everybody that was there last year. Ooh, and they reproduce them into the stands. Not a hologram. But on the TV, are you sure you don't take think, drugs? Think about this. <laughs> think about this. They they're watching the game. Yeah. And they, and they and they record all the games that were played 
in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Right? His eyes aren't bloodshot. No, He's look, really, look, look, really look, thinking look. So they put they they fill the stands with people and they make it to where when you would cheer, they have recordings of oh when, my God. when you would cheer when a good play happened, they make everybody cheer. And it looks like you cuz I mean, they can do that now. I've seen it. And when I say they, I don't know who they are, but they can do it. They there, oh, there's a they. Let me you need to write a book just called They. Let's be honest. There's a they. And who, are you, they? But who are they? The puppet masters. Nobody knows who they are. They don't work here. Okay. So what, what's that going to look like? We don't know. Everybody loves college football. I always said, I always said, not always, but I've been saying that I thought since the church is closed. Yeah. And I'm not saying the church is caved. But the church is closed because the churches are out. I thought that the church would be the thing that would people would not say, we're not going to church. Double negative, sorry. I, I did not think the church would close, right? So I said, okay, well, what else is left in the South, especially besides church? That's a religion. Well, you've got football. Yeah. So if the church couldn't keep people out and in public, college football is the only next thing that could. And you saw the churches reopened. Yeah. Most of them are still closed, and they're doing online, which I'm sure they're, they enjoy, the people that put on the church. I'm sure they enjoy being online, not being at church. I, I, I'm not emphatically saying that. But uh, I did go to church the last two weeks down at River City Church, though, which was awesome. Justin, uh, Pastor Justin did a great job. But I always thought, well, football will be what pushes everybody out. But the closer we get, man, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it won't. And it's, the, and it's this election coming up. Everybody's freaking out about the election. The media is not going to let us have good news because they don't want Trump to win. Are they biased? I'd say a little bit. Let's not say they're all the way in. But I don't think they're going to allow good news. So what's going to happen with these college football coaches? Are they going to put their players at risk? Is there a risk? Am I at risk? Yeah. Are you at risk? Who's at risk? Everyone. And it's Apparently. because of they. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> they don't so, work here. You bring up an uh, interesting thought because earlier in the episode you said you're thinking March 2021 you'll start to see a trickle back into the economy to where it looks a little better. So I think it'll be more than a trickle, but I think in March 21 is when we come back downtown. That's if we have college football because if this state does not have college football think about what it's going to do to just our state's economy and all people think about that because you have a lot of people traveling into this state uh starting on thursdays of college football games they come and spend so much money the people that live here moving i mean think about the people that live in montgomery that drive to auburn and tuscaloosa and vice versa and mobile we're shutting down I mean, think about what 85 to 100, yeah, out Tuscaloosa, 100,000 people coming into your city does to you. Yep. And that's, that's uh, crazy. a lot of people stay in Montgomery for Auburn games. Absolutely. Because this team stays here. Sure, sure. It's a great, it's a, so for Dreamland in general, that's the busiest time of year. For us in Montgomery, because we're not a, there's no football. What's right going to happen if you don't have college football? Um, Is that March 21 look more like a July 21? No, I don't think so because. Because if they shut that down, the cry for freedom after that, meaning we can't, we cannot be pent up anymore, will be insatiable. You will not be able to stop people from Christmas. You will not be able to stop people from spring break. You will not see people 
sitting at home for spring break in March 21. And I say March because that's spring break. That's when we are the busiest. That's when the beaches are the busiest. That's I mean, that's and the election happening. will be over. Man, that's and not happening again. I'm telling you, there's a lot of folks that lost their spring break last year. There's a lot of folks that are not going to deal with this again. This is not going to go well if we try to shut down. Think about it. It will have been a year yeah. of shutdown. And at some point, the human psyche cannot handle that. I mean, you know, and there's some people like, well, that's wrong. You can't, you're killing grandma if you go out and about. I mean, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we're not going to tolerate that kind of control. I mean, the American spirit is about freedom. It's about personal responsibility. It's about, I don't want the government telling me what to do every minute of my day, right? I don't mind some laws, that common sense laws that make sense. And, uh, you know, we're seeing frustration with the government now. Imagine, yeah. imagine a year of lockdown with no football, no, no basketball, no base. We, we wouldn't have had baseball. We're not even talking about baseball. The biscuits are closed. I mean, I'm across the street from a, from a baseball team that may not have a season. So imagine no NBA basketball finals, no NCAA tournament, no baseball season, no football season. What are we doing? And then throw on top of that, nobody goes to church. Tell you that's, what happens. That's not a good soup bowl. Civil unrest happens. It does, and people get frustrated, and then they do things they wouldn't normally do, and maybe they, you know, maybe you know they think Call of Duty's real all of a sudden. And but thing is, the human spirit does not like to be controlled. Yeah. And you know, I I personally don't like to listen to things that I don't want to listen to, which is why this is called Tell Me Why I Should Care. Maybe it's maybe it should be Tell Me Why I Should Care before you come on my my podcast. And I <laughs> yeah. actually do care a little bit, but I don't care. That's, so, a, that's what we disagree on. I think you should have people on that you disagree with. It's not that I disagree with them. I just I don't care. That, I know. That's different, though. No, I don't disagree with some things you've brought up. I think they're great things. But... You don't care about them. I don't care. I, I, what's the name of your show? Tell me why I should care because I don't. There you go. You know, I tell you what, it's hard for me to care about things that I don't care about. What? Well, some people, some people actually can, you know, still listen to and you know, be. I'm, I'm like, no. Once I'm done, I'm done. It's yeah. kind of a flaw, I guess, but it also keeps me excited about new things. I'm yeah. Looking forward to something new. And it's like this whole thing with Dreamland. Dreamland's been around 63 years. Are we going to make it? We got PPP money. We got to spend it two, two months. Now it's 24 weeks. It's like nobody knows what's going on. And, you know, right now it is literally about can we make it to March? What is our city, our state, our country going to look like in March? I mean, who would have thought six months ago this could be going on? I don't know. Somebody knew something. It's It's been a crazy year. But I tell you, the, the thing is that for me and, and my family, you put your faith in God because this is much bigger than anything I could ever do. You 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 know you try to be a good citizen, take care of your fellow man, love you know love your neighbor as yourself. And right now we're seeing a lot of that play out. We're seeing some other things play out, but I, I would say that for me and um, what I'm doing, it's just I can't worry about tomorrow. Right. I'm literally focusing on day-to-day. I've got a great team of folks here at the store. My family's awesome. My St. James Church is awesome. They're doing what they do online. I've been to River City Church. Our city, for the most part, I would say I'm very proud of the way Montgomery's handling the current situation. Yeah. Um, So I'm proud to say I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. And um, I'm looking forward to what's next because ultimately, 
God's in control. He's allowing or causing things to happen. Yeah. And if you don't think God calls this stuff, go read Amos, because Amos will show you that God calls this stuff. But I just say that, you know what, let's get some football going. I'm ready to start trash talking again. Um, I think other people are too. I, I think that Alabama is um, going to be more affected by this than Auburn because y'all are really, you know, y'all are supposedly smarter than we are, and y'all are yeah. intellectuals, and we don't think it's as big a deal. You just said necks. that we're smarter than you. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what y'all say. So no, I've I'm never said that. You well, just, I mean, Alabama fans. But okay, I'll, I'll take it. So we're obviously thinking this isn't as big a deal as y'all are. So hopefully, you're going to be more fearful, <laughs> and so we can use that to our advantage. We finally have an advantage. Over are you Alabama. saying that we're more liberal minded? At I don't know if I would say that. I mean, let's not go that far, but. Um, it's going to be an interesting year, yeah. Of football, obviously, it's been oh, an interesting year. Shoot, it's going to be an interesting year for the rest of the year. We're not even. Are we halfway done yet? We're halfway through. Okay, yeah, we are. And we're headed towards an election that's going to be contentious. And then we're no, we're not halfway through. We still got another two weeks before we're halfway through. So, okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you're you're obviously better at math than me because you know computers <laughs> and stuff. But uh, yes, we have two more weeks till halfway. And it's hot, and it's been raining, and, man, this is going to get crazy. So I say buckle up. Uh, Maybe Caleb can convince me between now and next episode to have a guest on. i tell you what, since we've already mentioned Josh, let's throw Josh in. Hey, Josh, we'd love for you to be on our next episode, and you talk about Indie Film Lab and why Montgomery is one of the only places that – He's one of the only people that does what he does. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, You know, you would think as uh, digital cameras are – pretty much all anyone has anymore that film is dead, but it's obviously not because people are still very passionate about shooting on film. And he is one of the only places really, I mean, he gets filmed from all over the world. Uh, people ship it to him and that's right here in Montgomery, Alabama. And it's just a cool story. on Pretty how, cool. Yeah. I'd like to hear his story because he was in a rock and roll band that actually was on the cusp of some pretty big, yeah, I mean they're on MTV big fame. and yeah. Uh, so trust you know company. what, Josh, we're coming for you, brother. Get ready. Okay. Uh, bring your mic and uh, we'll see if we can do some some uh, battle with you. But um, you know, this is another good episode. Love talking to you about this kind of stuff, and it's cool to be in Montgomery because we are the city of so many firsts: civil aviation, civil rights, civil war. You know, the things that change and sculpted the way this country is and thinks. And uh, I, for one, am proud to be from Montgomery. I'm looking forward to what. God and in uh, the future has to offer for this city, but uh, you know, guys, it's been great, and we will do the next episode with a guest, and so we look forward to seeing you guys next time on Tell Me Why You Care.